Welcome back to Bat Rankings, where you can come for Batman. But stay for the Anthony. I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton, and with me as always... Hey, it's me, Kenny Wendorski. We, I feel like we got to get warmed up here. We haven't yeah. done this for like three weeks now. It's been, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my job's been really busy. I've been getting like six days a week and yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you've been really busy with your various side projects. Uh, yeah. And... I've, I've been running around the, <laughs> the art on the Eloy book is like one week away from being completed. Ah, yeah. nice. So by the time this comes out, the Kickstarter will probably be live. Very cool. I'm so excited. I finally found a graphic designer. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And meanwhile, I've been, I've been going to a bunch of meetings with, uh, these guys that are trying to put together a Tempe film festival up oh, there okay. in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Okay. No idea if anything will come from it. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, that's, I mean, that's something I'm interested in. I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're the, uh, you're the, the, the film major between the two of us. I do enjoy watching, you know, what 18 year olds consider art. So this could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been going around. There's a little, uh, a little ind- independently owned one screen theater up there uh, called Film Bar. Okay. And they every month they have a little short film independent showcase because you know ASU is up there and there's there's always a million college yeah, students running yeah. around uh, who want to be the next Spielberg. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. Cool. So yeah, the other night I I went to their monthly showcase and I I got the chance to to sit down with the owner of Film Bar and pick his brain and that was that was a. Uh, uh, a fantastically interesting experience because, yeah, he's you know, just in the middle of downtown Phoenix, this teeny tiny little one screen theater, and he's trying to keep the, the big evil Harkins monstrosity from <laughs> just bulldozing him. And yeah, just, just the chance to shoot the shit with this guy, like from his perspective, even like Alamo Draft House, he's like, yeah, fucking sellouts. They had a soul 10 years ago. Now they're a fucking franchise like everybody else. Like, okay, all right. You are an interesting dude, and I would like to subscribe to your newsletter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I get that reference. Yay! <laughs> and if you don't, watch The Simpsons. Culture yeah. yourselves. It's an oldie. It's an older season one. Yeah. Speaking uh, <laughs> speaking of things that had a soul twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, man. How was your Valentine's Day? I she was fine. I didn't do anything special. Just yeah. I got uh, surprised by my wife. So Sarah, if you're listening, thank you very much. Ooh. She uh, said that she had to work, so I was going to watch the kids. Mm-hmm. And my mom almost kind of spoiled it. <laughs> I was uh, picking them up, uh, my my rascals, and uh, my mom's like, "So eleven thirty tomorrow?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> she was like 11 30 for the movie uh i don't know what you're talking about oh okay never mind never mind <laughs> so it kind of uh my wife had this big plan and i brought it up to her and she's like damn it <laughs> all right well she had the day off and she <laughs> and my mom and my little girl we were gonna go see sonic the hedgehog so the surprise got a little ruined but at the same time <laughs> i was surprised so i got to see sonic the hedgehog for valentine's day yeah, and they they got rid of the teeth and made everything okay. He yeah. looked okay. You know, it's a stupid, fun family film. It yeah. I had to turn off talking about film stuff. <laughs> I had to turn off the old uh, the old noggin there and just turn on the dad brain. So <laughs> just sit there and watch your '90s favorite video game with your '90s favorite actor Jim Carrey and just. <laughs> shut up and eat your popcorn. <laughs> and I did. I had a good time. And my mom was there, and my little girl. It was a big family. 
It was a fun Valentine's Day. I had nice. a good time. Yeah. yeah. I I sat down and watched The Witcher, the Netflix uh, thing. Is that good? No, but it's oh, fun. okay. It's like, at, at first, because I, I think the problem that everybody has is they, they go in expecting it to be more Game of Thrones. Right. And it's not that. It's like plot-wise, it's a big mess. But once you, like you say, once you learn to turn your brain off and yeah. just accept it for what it is... Like it's 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 dumb and it's silly and it's over the top and it's melodramatic and it's like it's like a bunch of tropes and memes pulled from uh it's 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 something that should have been airing back to back with Hercules in the nineties. Oh yeah, yes. okay. <laughs> my boss at my at my uh, he's always he's a big fantasy sci fi guy, kind of yeah. like me. So he's been really hyping it up, and I haven't watched it just because. When someone's really into something, I don't. I don't know if you do this. Yeah. I take a step back. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you. It actually makes you want to watch it less. Exactly. It's so and weird. I don't understand. I should enjoy other people's enthusiasm. Yeah. For something, but the same thing happened with Game of Thrones. The mm-hmm. same thing happened with. Um, you remember how hard we tried to get you into Final Fantasy yeah. back in the day, <laughs> or Dragon Ball Z for that matter. Yeah. I, <laughs> something about if it's really popular, there's this little. Uh, devil on my shoulder is like no (laughs) (laughs) not for you so yeah but i'll have to i'll have to check it out eventually yeah yeah it's 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 worth watching but it's not worth going too far out of your way for okay but what the heck it's on netflix it's like eight or ten episodes if you do that so yeah yeah yeah. but uh But something that's always worth watching. It's something that's popular that I've always enjoyed. Batman! Yay! Subway! (laughs) Yeah! We'll see whether it was worth watching this week. This week we watched Paging the Crime Doctor. Yes, we did. Yeah, we open up uh, pretty good in media res. Just jump straight into the action. We've got ambulance sirens on the Gotham City streets. Uh, This armored, armored car is pulling over to the side, waving the ambulance uh, in front, but... Oh no, this isn't a real ambulance. This is a crime ambulance. Yeah, we got ourselves a good old-fashioned car chase right yeah. at the beginning. It's a crime ambulance. Crime <laughs> <laughs> We got we got thugs in with beards pulling out Tommy guns and shooting the tires yeah. out of this armored car, chucking uh You know, I just noticed this now. The driver of this armored car has his window rolled down so that the thugs can chuck tear gas grenades into the window. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when you're driving an armored car where the whole point is to be secure, you're supposed to have your windows up. Uh, I, I'm just going to assume that that's the policy. Because <laughs> if not, that seems like a, a real obvious chink in your armor there, buddy. That's a good point. I, I hope somebody got fired. <laughs> Probably after this little mishap. Yeah. But yeah, they, they run this armored car off the road in the middle of this bridge. They steal a... Uh, I, well, first we just see that it's a strong box of yeah. some sort. We don't we don't know what's inside, but as they've they've got the strong box, the thugs in their in their fake ambulance are speeding away across this bridge, and Batman can apparently run as fast as speeding cars now. Yeah, because we see him running alongside <laughs> the car on the bridge. He's got his Sonic shoes on, so <laughs> he got to go fast. But uh, yeah, it's uh, he. he you know, hops on there and, uh, you know, car, it's on a bridge. Pretty yep. cool. Pretty cool looking car chase scene, actually. Yeah, it's a pretty well done action scene. There's there's a little back and forth as he as he fights the thugs, takes their Tommy guns away. Uh, they, you know, slam on the brakes, so he's hurled off. And then 
speed towards him and he jumps back on. Pretty pretty fun set piece. Uh, we find out that in the strong box is a medical laser. Yeah. Uh, an experimental medical laser, which we all know... <laughs> Uh, makes a, a great impromptu laser gun weapon. Yes. Apparently. Uh, That's how medical lasers work. <laughs> and one of the hired goons takes that sucker out and starts zapping at Batman. He actually hits him, nicks him. Yeah. On the top of the head. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, we actually see Batman kind of like, oh, shit, yeah, that hurt. Knocked off balance. And ultimately the thugs wind up shoving him off the bridge. Uh, but he falls onto a cable car of some sort and is carried away to Gotham. Yeah. The thugs think they got him. They're like, yeah, we nobody could have survived that. I, I like the fact that it cuts to the thugs uh, yeah. making their delivery to Rupert Thorne and Thorne is just laughing like, really? You think you're the guy? Yeah. Didn't we just go through this? You did not just kill Batman. You fool. I know what's happening. I'm Rupert Thorne. Watch your back because yeah. Batman's going to be after you, dummy. That's right. Rupert Thorne's back. And uh, yeah, that was a pretty fun exchange. He, he's pretty uh, nonchalant about it. Like, just so you know, he's going to get you. But yeah, hey, yeah. thanks for the laser. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out this laser, this is not another sonic drill situation where they're trying to repurpose something into a weapon. He, in fact, wants the medical laser. He gives this to his brother, a Matthew Thorne, mm-hmm. who is the titular crime doctor. They give us some backstory just on the on the real quick here. Matthew Thorne had been a legitimate doctor, loses his medical license after he uh, does some emergency surgery, digs a bullet out of Rupert Thorne, and does not report this clearly cl- crime-related injury to the police like he was supposed to. Yeah. And I had to look this up. I'm thinking, wouldn't that be covered by doctor-patient confidentiality? You don't have to report stuff like this? I don't know. I, I didn't know either, but I Googled it. I was good podcast Ben. Hey! I did research. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out doctor-patient confidentiality in the United States is not recognized at the federal level. Okay. And it varies at state level. Uh, sometimes it's like super strong some and, and like really ironclad. Sometimes it only applies in civil cases, but not criminal cases. So Gotham is like Springfield in The Simpsons. You're never quite sure what state it's in. <laughs> yeah. So it is at least plausible that in Gotham, you could lose your medical license for not disclosing a crime that you've discovered right. as a doctor. Doctor-patient confidentiality, not necessarily a bulletproof shield. Well, yeah, quite literally. He pulls a bullet out of him. So. Yeah, so... Anyway, All right, good podcast. <laughs> so Matthew lost his medical license. And since then, he's been practicing medicine on the down low for Rupert Thorne's criminal organization. And he is not happy about this. Uh, he's pretty miserable. I mean, he had bigger plans, he says. Yeah, he wanted to build a legitimate practice and help people. But because he was willing to help his brother out on the down low, he lost everything. And they have an argument. And yeah, Thorne is in the middle of screaming at his brother, saying, I've done all this for you. I've sacrificed. And he has a heart attack. Yep. Has a heart attack, falls unconscious. Uh, turns out he has a tumor near his heart that's like pressing against his aorta. Yeah. He needs surgery. And Matthew Thorne, the crime doctor, says, I can't. Do- this is not a one man operation. We need to take you to the hospital. I- or at least I need some kind of help. Right. Thorne obviously doesn't want to go to the hospital. He, I, I guess Thorne is completely underground at this point. He, 
is he's a wanted man apparently he can't even go to the hospital or he'll get well, he doesn't trust anybody because yeah. he says there are a lot of people that would like me to go to sleep and never wake up yeah so uh yeah he needs yeah. medical down low yep help yep and the 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 way they resolve this is Matthew Thorne says, well, there's one person who could help me, but she'd never do it willingly. It's Leslie Tompkins. Yep, Leslie's back. Yeah. And so he goes along with two hired goons. Yep. And they knock on Leslie's door. Leslie does not recognize him at first. It takes a photograph of Leslie with Dr. Thomas Wayne. And uh, it's revealed that Matt had taken that picture many years ago. And that's when she's like, oh, Matt. Holy crap, I didn't recognize you. I've heard a lot of rumors about you. <laughs> I've heard that <laughs> you lost your license, and then she implies that you've also done other things with your life, which are all true. Yep. And uh, he explains that I need your help. She doesn't want to help, so hired goons grab her. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they they do they do uh, the surgery on, on Rupert Thorne. They do... Uh, I guess bring him back to health and mm-hmm. the the agreement was Leslie helps out with this and then at first they're saying you know there's a lot of money in it for you of course she doesn't want that dirty money yeah but uh the, it eventually comes out like no the real deal is uh, Leslie's uh, going to get some cement galoshes for her troubles yes. and of course uh Matt's was told he's going to get his medical license back which I mean yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so after the procedure's done, one of the hired goons says he's going to, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll take care of the Leslie. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'll take her home. And he goes, no, you don't understand. I'll take care of her. <laughs> as in murder her. <laughs> Matt, Matt says, uh, says, oh, okay, if we got to do this, let's do it painlessly. I'll give her an injection. But uh, Matt's had an attack of conscience here. He didn't sign up for no murders. Yep. He injects the thug instead with a sedative. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no actual murder. Yep. But he decides he's going to help Leslie escape. And then you get uh, kind of a run up the stairs, abandoned hospital chase scene. Yep. Which is okay. Yeah. Long story short, Batman shows up. There's you know various scuffles. He's fighting an orderly. He gets shot at by medical lasers. But... Eventually, he does rescue uh, Matt and Leslie, uh, takes takes Matthew into police custody. He's being charged, but then he shows up as Bruce Wayne and offers to help him with his legal fees. And all he asks in exchange is, tell me about my father. Which was nice. Yeah. He ended it with a nice little heart. The musical score is very warm. Um, the way they draw, it pans out um, and... Uh, Dr. Matt uh, puts his arm around Bruce and starts talking to him. We don't know what he's saying, but yep. it, the musical score overshadows it. And it's it's a nice, nice close to Paging the Crime Doctor. That is Paging the Crime Doctor. Kenny, does this episode hold up? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's, I, I gotta say, it's a little boring. I was, as I was watching it, I thought this is the most episodic episode we've seen in a while probably since prophecy of doom <laughs> this is one of those episodes where yeah yeah we, we witnessed it it's over it's done with and yeah, uh, introduces on. a character who will never be seen again yeah. as far as i know it's <laughs> i mean it's got its little bits of continuity in there you know leslie's back rupert yeah. thorne's back it's it's fine but it's 
this is a criticism that I have of a lot of Batman episodes. It there's just not enough story to fill its 22 minutes, and it just drags. The uh, chase scene in the hospital felt very tacked on. Yeah, yeah. That 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 first action set piece on the bridge and the chase scene, like that that was a really fun action set piece, and then it's. It feels like even when it should be rising action, it's just all falling action from there. I bet this would have worked great as a comic. Yeah, maybe. There's a lot of episodes we've seen where I think to myself, this would have made a good children's book, or this would have made a good video game, or this would have... So this is one of those where it didn't really necessarily need to be translated to television. Yeah, this... I I could have seen it as a comic. I think this is one of those stories that either needed to be shorter or longer. Like, if if we'd had more time to get attached to Matthew Thorne, if we'd seen him wrestling with his conscience more, it, it... if it had played out longer and got us invested, but by the time we by the time we meet him, his big decision and his big fall from grace is already all in the past. Yeah. So we're introduced to him as somebody who's conflicted. He stays conflicted the whole way. His his return to conscience is all entirely predictable, and then it. It all goes exactly as you would expect. There really aren't any surprises there. Now, I will say the voice for Matt, uh, mm-hmm. Joseph Campanella, I had to look mm-hmm. him up, passed away in 2018, not that long ago. Oh, wow. Uh, he's done a lot of <laughs> medical shows. I was looking him up here. Uh, your typical shows from back in the old days, 70s, sure. 80s. But he's the voice of Dr. Kirk Connors from Spider-Man, the animated series. Yeah. So he gets cast as a lot of doctors, and his voice... <laughs> I think was pretty awesome. He did yeah. a good performance. Yeah, yeah. Vocal performances across the board were strong in this yeah. one, and I will give it that. Uh, another interesting detail that I noted, they're, they're usually pretty careful to make sure that uh, this show is set in a very vague time period. Right. But if you notice, the yearbook that, uh, that Batman flips through in Leslie's office, which was uh, from the medical school that uh, Leslie Tompkins, uh, Thomas Wayne, and... Matthew Thorne all went to together uh, is dated 1907. Wow. And this was supposed to be 40 years ago, placing this episode in 1947. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not often that we get specific years. Yeah. And of course that the, the few other times that we see specific years, this entirely contradicts those. There's, right. Was one time when there was a newspaper with a date in the nineties. It's yeah, that's right. Uh, Gray Ghost. Yeah, I think that Time Magazine was ninety two or ninety three, yeah, ninety three, something like that. So yeah, never trust a year that you see in this show. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ambiguous. Yeah. But anyway, I uh, what's not ambiguous is science. That's right. So let's turn on the old science machine. I'm a disciple of science. I know the universe is in full compliance with He's activating laws. it right now, grabbing his laptop. Oh, careful. You've got some wires and doohickeys. And you're turning on the doohickey. Yep, doohickey's hicking. Perfect. Uh, let's turn on the conveyor belts. Very nice. They're rotating very nicely. Are you, are you, uh, do you want some coffee? Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to get coffee uh, on my nice lab coat because we've got our lab coats on. But those pants is off. Woo! All right. And what else I've got here is our master list of 48 episodes. <laughs> get this in front of me so that I can see what I'm doing here. Here it goes. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
Two-Face, see no evil, Cat in the Claw, but where the Grey Ghost, man who killed Batman, almost got him, perchance to dream, Robin's Reckoning, Heart of Ice, Laughing Fish, I am the Knight, Day of the Samurai, Eternal Youth, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, Joker's Favor, Feet of Clay, Clock King, Heart of Steel, what is reality, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich, Joker's Wild, Vendetta, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear. The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne, Dreams in Darkness, Off Balance, Tiger Tiger, Appointment in Crime Alley, On Leather Wings, Christmas with the Joker, Mad as a Hatter, Mudslide, Mood of the Wolf, Night of the Ninja, Fear of Victory, POV, Prophecy of Doom, Birds of a Feather, Be a Clown, The Cape and Cowl Conspiracy, It's Never Too Late, The Underdwellers, Nobody's Perfect, Terror in the Sky, Catch Christ, Fever, and I've got Batman in my basement! Yeah! Oh! <laughs> I, I did it again with just one break! It was a big break! Just one break! Well done, sir! <laughs> well done! All right. <laughs> That's great. Oh, mercy. And remember, guys, you can you can do this too. Give it a shot. See if you can put it in the old uh, mailbox of our uh, podcast. See if you can do the whole list. Uh, Vin's got it down to two breaths. Yeah, just, you know, a big one at the beginning and then one big one in the middle. Although I was, you could hear me by the end there. I didn't look. I didn't look because I didn't want to jinx you. All right. (laughs) Let's see. Is paging the crime doctor... (laughs) Is paging the crime doctor better or worse than number one, Two-Face? It is not. It is not as good. I don't think we have to spend much breath defending that. No, nope. (laughs) Is paging the crime doctor... Better or worse than number 18, The Clock King. No. Yeah, Clock King's still better. Yeah. It was, uh, I I feel like this one was reaching for more, but The Clock King was just solid and fun the whole way through. I did like the the shadow effect of when they were taking Leslie Tompkins and the camera panned over. That was a really gorgeous... Uh, yeah, that whole scene, the yeah. lighting was fantastic. The shadows were great. A lot of good lighting in this episode. Yeah, so so yeah, this episode definitely had its strong points. But right. Clock King is mm, yeah real good. All right, heading over to the other end of the list here. Is Paging the Crime Doctor better or worse than number 40, Birds of a Feather? Pregnant women are smug. kind of liked Birds of a Feather better. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was a little bit more fun. We get a little backstory with the penguin. We get yeah, like I felt my I found myself feeling for penguin in a right. surprising way in that one. Whereas in this one, the characters were all so stock and predictable. I'm just like, yeah, that's that's great, Mister Crime Doctor. Right. You are clearly going to stop being a crime doctor by the end here, so whatever. It was a nice original story for Birds of a Feather, whereas this one, I think we could have seen this in any typical... Yeah. You, you know what might be holding me back from really liking this one is the other thing that I've been watching lately is Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah, have yeah. You, have you watched that show? It's the Breaking Bad spinoff, right? Yeah, it's a prequel to Breaking Bad, and prequels notoriously have their problems, but Better Call Saul may be the best prequel I have seen in quite a long time. Okay. But it has a pretty similar story of two brothers. One of them's kind of a shady character and the other's the more legit. But, I mean, it's it's an unfair comparison because Better Call Saul is modern prestige, <laughs> like, best-in-class television. Right. But it's hard to go from that, like, awesome nuance and suspense to... A pretty middle-of-the-road Batman episode from right. the 90s. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, I might be judging Paging the Crime Doctor a little harshly. Still, 
Yeah, I I think this is a storyline that could have been in any TV show of the day. Yeah, where yeah. I don't think this needed to be a Batman episode. This could have been a Law and Order episode. This yeah. could have been. In fact, uh, it feels ER. like Batman's be- barely in it. Yeah, I mean yeah. he is, but anytime Batman's on screen, I'm just like, you're not what this story's about. So yeah, but then what this story's about isn't super interesting either. So right. why am I watching? So yeah, all right. So yeah, I'll I'll agree. Birds. Birds of a feather, it, it had more of a heart to it. Yeah. I know that's a word I use a lot. What about you? But I, it fits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, wow. This actually, that's going to put this one uh, in the bottom 10 of the list. Okay. Let's see what we got. Is Paging the Crime Doctor better or worse than number 43, It's Never Too Late? Which is a pretty similar episode, actually. Yeah, holy crap. Like Crime Brothers. Yeah. I think I might like this one a little bit better. I I agree. But they're they're kind of the exact yeah. same episode, aren't they? Talking about uh yeah, which he's back to back. Yeah, which might might be another reason why I wasn't feeling this one too hard cuz be too. Yeah. It's it's kind of a recycled premise. I do think it's better. That that car chase scene at the beginning is great. Um Yeah. I think the anim- well, actually the animation's about the same. Yeah. Because, yeah, they both had some good animations. Um, I don't think Leslie was in It's Never Too Late, was she? I don't believe so, no. no. So, I mean, a familiar face will do a lot to endear me to even a middling episode. Yeah. And this one at least did tie in with, you know, with Bruce's father and gave it a little more weight. So, yeah, I would give this one a slight edge, but it's slight. All right. Is this episode, Paging the Crime Doctor, better or worse than number 42, The Cape and Cowl Conspiracy? Uh, (laughs) I think I might give the edge to The Cape and Cowl Conspiracy purely on the presence of John Rhys Davis. Yeah. There's a little, there's more action than that. Um, But that's not necessarily, we're not, it's not like we're saying we can't handle something that's got more story. Yeah, it's uh, this is the narrowest of margins. Right. We're sitting here at the bottom third of the list where it's it's hard for me to give too much of a shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah, Cape and Cow conspiracy. All right, well that brings paging the crime doctor down to the new number forty three, okay. just below the Cape and Cow conspiracy and just above it's never too late. Sounds good. Yeah. That seems about right. Yeah. 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 But, uh, <laughs> see what we've got next week. And we noticed this right away. I we, try not to look at the screen, but I couldn't help it. My eyes went right to it. Yeah. Yeah. We watch these. Usually we watch these streamed on, on Amazon video just cause that's the most convenient way to watch it without having to hook up a Blu-ray player. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and it shows as the episode ends, it pops up a little thumbnail for the next episode. And the next one is Zatanna. There we go. Yeah. We've talked about this one a lot. So yeah. I'm interested to see if it does hold up. Yeah. I remember liking this one a lot, largely out of the affection for the character of Zatanna herself, who's right. a lot of fun and also may have left a big impression <laughs> on my, uh, on my growing young mind. Yes. They, they drew her in a way that. Well, it's, it's a, she's attractive. She's a young lady. She's a Bruce Tim design. Yep. And uh, 
uh, certain certain girlfriends that I've had in the past uh, might have this episode to thank for a predilection for fishnets in my life. <laughs> Uh, but I also remember this is another one that's uh, that has a some some good sepia tone flashbacks of young Bruce, which yeah. I always enjoy. And I couldn't tell you thing one about what the present day story is. I, she gets framed for losing money, some oh, kind yeah. of illusion gone wrong. That's right. Yeah. See, uh, so your yeah, your memory is better than mine on this one. But we'll see whether it holds up next week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. In the meantime, Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? You can find me on Yski TV on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can find me at HBI2K on Twitter. Again, I think uh, when we recorded this last time, <laughs> my my dumb Twitter account was still locked. I finally got through the Twitter it. tech support. I knew it. Yeah. I had a feeling it was going to last that long. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have to uh, going to have to record some record scratch future man. <laughs> hey, it's okay. You don't have to yell at them. Right. I mean, maybe still yell at them a little because three weeks it took me. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> is it that hard? <laughs> I, I, apparently it is. Yeah. I, apparently. Uh, so I ultimately had to troubleshoot the problem for them. I kept on like saying, hey, your your reset my password page is is broken. It's not working. It's broken. And all that I got in response to that was try our reset your password page. What I finally did was told them, hey, it seems like it's trying to send a text message to my phone and that is not working. Is it possible for you to manually remove my phone number from the account on your end and have it default to sending it to my email address? And as soon as they did that, it worked. Okay. It's like, really? I have to solve the problem for you, <laughs> you idiots? Well, you're it. the techno guy, yeah. So Apparently, Jesus. <laughs> but I did finally get back into my account. So you can find me at HBI2K on Twitter or twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. Uh, or, uh, right now, uh, twitch.tv slash ALTTPR league. I've put together a league team. So yeah, that's a whole thing. We'll, uh, you know what? Let's, uh, let's pick, pick up that thread in our intro next week. Cause okay, that's, that's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we will see you next week for Zatanna. Yeah. Yeah.